Amen. Hebrews chapter number 12 this morning, and reading verse number 1, the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look at the middle of this verse. It says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. I'm using for the title of my message today, Lighten the Load. Lighten the Load. Father, I just pray today, Father, in the name of Jesus, that your anointing will rest upon the message and the messenger, Lord. The enemy has uh, uh, dealt us misery today. We have fought it from the word go. Uh, he doesn't want uh, what you want done in this, uh, this uh, service this morning. And we just rebuke him in the name of Jesus. We take authority over him in the name of Jesus. And Father, we just release the anointing of the Holy Spirit in this place today. Father, I just pray that your word will go forth in demonstration and in power. Your anointing will break any yoke of hindrance or bondage for the glory of God. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. My wife and I were watching the Olympics a couple of weeks ago. My wife made the comment about the runners. She said to me, she said, is it possible to wear less clothes than they are wearing? Well, we, we all understand, of course, that, that these uh, runners were trying to make themselves as light as possible. Uh, they didn't want anything slowing them down. They didn't want anything weighing them down. Well, friend, as I was thinking about this, I began to think about the many things that weigh us down, the many things that keep you and I this morning from winning in the race of life. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning, sharing about three things that weigh us down today. Hey, I... I think I, I think I see someone coming down the aisle this morning. Well, you know, I really do have an attitude problem, and um, I'm really struggling with it, and um, Jenna have a problem with that. <laughs> I can see you've got something really, really weighing you down. Of course, I know who you're married to, so I kind of, you know, I'm... <laughs> I understand that as well. Let, let me see if I can help you this morning. Let me see if I can help lighten your, my goodness, lighten your load. Wow, that seems to really help. I knew that was going to happen. It has to. It's today. Attitude. Somebody said the outcome of our life is determined by this formula. 10% what happens to us, 90% how we respond to what happens to us. Somebody else said it well when they said attitude determines altitude. Truth of the matter is this morning we rise or we fall based mostly upon our attitude. Now, now people love to point to this thing or they love to point to that thing as the reason for their, their failure. It's because of this. It's because of that. It's because of something else they say. Or the reason why they are acting the way they are acting is because this, that, or something else that's happening in their life. 
Truth of the matter is there are other, other people that have experienced the very same thing. Other people that are going through the very same thing at the very same time. And yet, they're experiencing different results. So no matter what does or does not happen to us in life, we are all faced with a choice. And the choice is we can become bitter or we can become better. We can decide to uh, dig a little deeper and keep trying or, or we can decide to raise the white flag and throw in the, oh, the towel and sit down and quit. All of us have a choice when difficulties and trials and diffi- uh, difficult situations come in our lives. We can choose to sing a victory song or we can choose to sing the blues. Abraham Lincoln said it well. He said, whether you say I can or you say I can't. Either way, he says, you're right. When the 12 spies came back from their inspection of the promised land, 10 of them said, we can't. We can't. They said, oh, oh, they said the cities are walled. Oh, they said the giants are big. But two of them, Caleb and Joshua, said, we can. We can't. Oh, they saw the very same thing. They experienced the very same thing. But they said, we can. They said, yes, indeed. Oh, oh, yes, indeed. The cities are walled. And, and wow, the giants, they really are big. Oh, but they said, our God promised us the land. And our God and his promise is bigger than the giants. Ten said, we can't. And they didn't. Two said, we can. And they did. Perhaps the reason why you feel so weighted down this morning is because of a bad or negative attitude. Friend, you can lighten your load today by by removing the bad attitude that weighs you down. Well, you might be thinking, well, pastor, pastor, are you talking about the power of positive thinking this morning? Pastor, what are you talking about? Pastor, do you have any scripture? Do you have any Bible for what you're saying today? Yeah, I just happen to have some. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want us to dissect this verse this morning. Let's let's dissect the verse that, that, that Paul gave. First of all, I want you to notice the person. Notice the person. Paul said, I can. Who can? I Say it with me this morning. I can. I can. The person, not just the spiritual elite. Oh, not just the pastor and the evangelist and the missionary. Oh, not just the worship leader. Oh, not just the deacons and the elders of the church. But listen, friend, I can. Say, I can this morning. Not only do I see the person in this verse, I also see the proclamation. Paul writes, I can. I can. Put the emphasis on the word can. Say, I can. I'll say it like you mean it this morning. I can. And then I see the parameter. I can do what? What is it that I can do, Paul? All things. Say all things. All things. things. The parameter. Oh, oh, I wonder what all things consist of. Duh. All things, right? Sickness, divorce. Oh, heartache, money problems, mountains that won't move, valleys that have to be walked through, giants that need to be slain. The parameter, all things. Then the fourth thing that I see in the passage here in the scripture is the power. 
Where does the power come from? Does the power come from my positive confession? Does the power come from my positive attitude? No, no, through Christ who strengthens me. David said to the giant Goliath, you come to me with your spear and your shield and your sword. But David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, in the name of the God of the armies of Israel. Oh, hear me this, hear me this morning, friends. Oh, our positive attitude is not based upon who we are, but upon whose we are. Children of the Most High God. Well, I think I see someone else coming down the aisle. I was going to try and help her, but I think I'm going to cry with her. <laughs> wow, you, you really seem to be burdened down. Oh, you seem, what in the world is it that's weighing you down so much? Wow, so anxiety? Nobody likes me. Oh my. Oh, go eat worms. (laughs) I'm sorry, ad lib, it just comes natural. (laughs) Attitude, huh? No, anxiety. Well, let me help you. Let me help you. Wow, you, you, this is quite a burden here. I, I need to help unburden you a little bit. Let me, let me help you lighten your load this morning. Wow. Pastor, that feels so much better. Anxiety. I've had a little of that this morning in the service. When my wife's gone, it just falls apart around here, doesn't it? Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25 in the New International Version says, An anxious heart weighs a man down. I saw a bumper sticker one time and it said, Out of my mind. Back in five minutes. (laughs) Problem is that too many people today are going out of their mind and not coming back. We're told that, that, that today one out of every two hospital beds are taken up by somebody with a psychological issue. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, Cast your care upon the Lord, for He cares for you. Now, logic tells me that, that, that God would not instruct us to cast our care upon Him if there were not going to be some cares to cast. The truth of the matter is we all have our share of cares in this life. The question this morning is, what are we doing with our cares? Are we trying to carry them all by ourselves? Are we allowing our cares to weigh us down and therefore negatively affect every single part of our life? Some of you this morning, maybe, maybe you're like the lady who, who, who said, I always feel the worst when I feel the best because I know it won't be long and I'll be feeling bad again. 
What does the Word of God tell us about anxiety? Well, God says, lighten the load. The Bible says, cast it on me, God says. Let me carry the load. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Let me call your attention to three things in this passage. The first thing I want us to notice is the order. The order. We're given an order. And the order is be anxious for nothing or don't worry about anything. It's an order. We might say, but God, the house payment. We we might say, but God, oh, my rebellious child. We might say, but God, oh, oh, the layoffs at work. Oh, my straying spouse. Oh, oh, my failing health. But the order is be anxious for nothing. For what? The order, be anxious for nothing. Well, I don't just see an order here. Then I see, I see an option. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just give us an order, but with the order, He also gives us an option? All right, God, if I'm not going to be anxious about anything, if I'm not going to worry about anything, if that's my order, then what is my option? Oh, the option is don't worry about anything. Instead, say instead. Instead, or the option is, oh, instead, Paul writes, pray about everything. Oh, the old song said it well. Leave them there. Leave them there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. If you'll trust and never doubt, He will surely bring you out. Take your burden to the Lord and leave them there. Well, what I've discovered in nearly 40 years of ministry is that we're pretty good with the first part. Of that song. We're pretty good. Pretty good. About taking. Our burdens. To the altar. And we lay our burdens down on the altar. We tell God all of our troubles and our trials and our our difficulties and our situation. And we roll it all over to God and we weep and we cry and we feel really good. And then we pick back up our burdens. Keep carrying it. Right? Lighten the load by leaving your burden at the altar. Some of you, you come in here every Sunday morning and you come in here burdened down and you come in here heavy hearted and oh, you hear some uplifting worship and you hear an inspiring message and oh, you leave, leave here feeling good and feeling lighter and feeling better. But oh, instead of leaving the trouble and the problem here, you take it back with you. 
The third thing I see in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7 is the outcome. Oh, what is the outcome? The peace of God that surpasses human understanding will guard your heart and your mind. Have you ever met a giant in the faith? Have you ever met some great man or woman of faith and and although they were walking through the, through the most difficult and darkest valley of, that life could bring. And yet they had a song in their heart and a glow on their face. How is it possible they live and they practice what Paul was writing about in Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7? I, I, think I, I think I see someone else coming down the aisle this morning. Wow, sir. You look pretty pitiful there. <laughs> it's just all this stuff. I just keep accumulating more and more with everything that's happened in my life and everybody making their problems my problems my life just feels all unbalanced and out of control wow wow you look pretty pretty burdened down there let, let, let me help you out a little bit this morning let, let, let me help lighten let me help lighten oh, lighten your loud that's awesome I'm much better now Accumulation. Accumulation. Look with me quickly to the book of Acts chapter 27 this morning. Book of Acts chapter 27. Verse 13. It said, when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Eurocladon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, we secured the skiff with difficulty. And when they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship and fearing lest they should run aground on the Sirtis sands, they struck sail and so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. And on the third day we threw the ship's tackle overboard. With our own hands. To get a mental picture of this this morning. Here they are sailing along. Oh, it's just like another day out on the water. Sailing along without a care in the world. Oh, their ship is filled with everything they could possibly need or possibly want. But the Bible says seemingly out of nowhere a storm arises. Quite interesting to me that, that all of a sudden what was so important to them when they boarded the ship, 
was now unimportant to them as they feared losing the ship and the possibility of losing their life. Here's my question for you this morning. What have you accumulated in life that, that weighs you down to the point that you're just about to sink? I think through this passage, no doubt in my mind, as these sailors boarded the ship, perhaps the captain said to them, why, well, why, why are you bringing that for? Why could you possibly have need of that? Why are you bringing all that stuff? Why are you, why are you packing the ship so full? Oh, why are you? We, we don't have room for all of this. All of this stuff is going to weigh us down. And if we get into a storm, we'll be in trouble because of all the weight. Let me ask you this morning, what have you accumulated in your life that's weighing you down? Maybe it's, it's as simple as activity. See, the things that weigh us down in life, they're not all bad things. A lot of times it's, it's the good things in life that weigh us down. It's not always just bad things in our life that get us overloaded and weighted down. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's activity. Oh, look with me in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. It says that it happened as they uh, went uh, that Jesus entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard Jesus' word. But Martha was distracted. Say distracted. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached Jesus and she said, Jesus, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Jesus, don't you know I'm doing all the work here? And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are so worried and so troubled about so many things. Things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, and it will not be taken away from her. Martha was a doer. She was a mover and a shaker, man. She was, she was always doing something. She reminds me of my, my grandma and my, my mother who are, who are doers. They, they, even if they're sitting down, they, got, they had something in their hands. She, my grandma, never did I see her with idle hands. She was always doing something. Even when she was in her late 70s, I, she would be crocheting or she would be uh, uh, cracking pecans or she would be knitting or she would be always doing something for somebody. Oh, here's Martha. She's busy. She's, she's a doer, man. She's, she's busy. She's busy doing it. And here's Jesus in her house. And here she has the opportunity to have Jesus in her home. But she's so busy doing for Jesus that she doesn't have time to spend with Jesus. What about you this morning? Have you accumulated too much activity? Are you doing good things, but these good things... Keep you so busy, you don't have time for the best things. A time management expert was once speaking to a group of business students, and 
to drive home a point. He used an illustration. So, so he pulled out a one-gallon wide-mouth mason jar, and he set it on a table in front of them. And then he produced about a, a dozen fist-sized rocks and carefully placed them one by one into the jar. And when the jar was filled to the top, no more rocks could fit inside. He asked his students, is this jar full? And everyone in the class said, yes, the jar is full. Then he said, really? And he reached under the table and he pulled out a bucket of gravel. And he dumped some gravel in and shook the jar, causing pieces of gravel to work themselves down into the spaces between the big rocks. Then he smiled and he asked the group again, is this jar full? Well, by this time the class was on to him. Probably not, one of them answered. Good, he replied. And so he reached under the table and he brought out a bucket of sand. And he started dumping the sand in, and it reached into all the spaces left between the rocks and the gravel. Once more, he asked the question to his students, is the jar full? No, the, sh- the, cloud, uh, the students shouted it all together. Good, said the teacher. Then he grabbed a pitcher of water, and he began to pour it in until the jar was filled to the brim. And Then he looked at his students, and he said, what is the point? Of this illustration. One eager beaver raised his hand and said, The point is that no matter how full your schedule is, if you really, really try hard, you can always fit one more thing into it. No, no, the teacher said, That's not it at all. The truth this illustration teaches us is if you don't put the big rocks in first, you'll never. Get them in. And some of us are so busy with the little pebbles and the sand and the water. We're so busy like Martha who thought, wow, wouldn't it be awesome to give Jesus a nice meal? Oh, I'm sure he's hungry and it would be nice to give him a nice meal. And I'm sure Jesus didn't turn it down. And it was an important thing. But she left out the big rock. And we get so busy, friends. So busy with our activities. None of them. It's not that they're bad. We get so busy that we miss the most important things in life. to help you today lighten the load. What have you accumulated in your life? Maybe it's addiction. You've heard me say a thousand times, I'll say it one more time, it's not necessarily what we do that gets us into trouble, but what we overdo. Yeah, It's not always what we do in life that gets us in trouble. Often it's what we, we overdo. In fact, addiction is anything that we overdo. Think of that. Some of you are addicts and you don't even know. You can be addicted to anything. It's not just bad things that we become addicted to. We can be addicted to good things. Hey, we need food in order to sustain life. 
But I'm told that 50% of Americans today are overweight. Many are addicted to food. Oh, you thought I was going to talk about cigarettes and alcohol and pornography, didn't you? You were feeling pretty good there for a moment, weren't you? When I talked, said we were going to talk about addiction, you're feeling pretty good. I, I'm good on this one, going to the next one, Pastor. Maybe you're addicted to pleasure. Maybe you're addicted to Facebook. Wow, that's a new one. But many people are addicted to Facebook today. They they can't go 10 minutes without checking Facebook. Their life rises or falls on the latest posting. Their real life speaks because they're living in fantasy land called Facebook. Appreciate that underwhelming response. (laughs) And when we get the young crowd in the second service, it really will be an underwhelming experience. You see, whatever we overdo is is addiction. And these addictions accumulate in our lives to the point that we become overloaded and weighted down. And we begin to sink. Maybe it's animosity. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you. And corrupts many. Friend, if we are not very, very careful, we will allow the the hurtful things that people say, all the hurtful things that people do to us, oh, we will allow them to build up in our heart. And friend, if we allow these things to accumulate in our heart, oh, they will totally take over our lives. Listen, friend, this is toxic poison. And it not only kills any opportunity for happiness in our life, but because this toxin gets down into our spirit, so because it is down into our spirit, So therefore, every time we open our mouth, we spew out this toxin on those that are around us. And they have been poisoned. The same toxic poison that has poisoned our spirit. Because Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I could meet someone for the very first time and in 15 minutes, if they would talk, in 15 minutes I could tell you what they were passionate about. I could tell you what drives them. I could tell you what motivates them. I could tell you what they get excited about because whatever is in the heart will come out through the mouth. So let me encourage all of us here this morning, don't allow animosity to accumulate in our life. We need to lighten our load today. Oh, we need to unburden our heart to the Lord. We need to let the Lord replace this poisonous toxin with with the sweetness of His Holy Spirit. Well, maybe your accumulations is in the area of associations. 
Now, we talk about this a lot, so I'm just going to hit it and go on this morning. But I had to bring it in here because it's, it, it fits here and, and, and it's, it's so vitally important. 1 Corinthians 15 and 37 says that bad company corrupts good character. What does that mean? That means we become like the people we hang out with. I've got a dear minister friend, and, and he, he has a, a funny way of talking. He does it on purpose, and he's done it for so many years that it just comes natural. And I never, ever, ever talk like that, but the moment that I see him, I might not have seen him for a month. I might not have seen him for six weeks, but the moment we shake hands, I start talking like him. Because we become like the people we associate with, like the people we hang out with. Proverbs 13 and 20 says, walk with the wise and you become wise. You want to be wise? Find a wise guy. Amen. Hang out with them. Walk with the wise and you'll become wise. Associate with fools and you'll get into trouble. What is the wisdom writer saying here? He's saying you become like the people you hang out with. Oh, if your associations or friends are are dragging you down, it might be time to lighten your load in this area. Just saying. Oh, in Acts 27 that we read a couple of minutes ago, the ship was too heavy to weather the storm. Oh, the sailors knew it was either lighten the ship or lose their life. So all of a sudden, the things they thought, oh, in the beginning, the things that they brought with them and they thought was so important to them when they were getting on board the ship, all of a sudden it wasn't important to them at all. I ask you this morning, what is it that you have accumulated? What is it that you've allowed to accumulate in your life that weighs you down this morning? I ask you this morning, is it so important to you that you are willing to allow it to take you down? Or do you realize today that you need to lighten the load? You understand today there's some things in your life you just need to toss out. Things that you've accumulated in your life. Father, thank you for this little word today. Father, I just know in my heart, I know in my spirit today, there are people that are in this room today. They've come in here with heavy hearts. They've come here burdened down. They've come in here. Lord, there might be somebody here today, Lord, they came in and just said, you know what, I'm I'm going to try church one more time. I'm going to give the Lord one more time. That's it. That's it, and then I'm done. And God, the the, the devil has fought us from from before service throughout this entire service with glitches and technical difficulty and, and problems. But, but God, I, I thank you, Lord, that, that, that you're bigger than all of that. You're bigger than all, all of that. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll do your work today. I pray that you'll do your work today. Do your work of conviction and do your work of comforting today. your hands are bowed and your eyes are closed this morning. Perhaps you're here today and, and you're burdened down today with sin. You have sin in your life. Nothing will burden you. Nothing will drag you down. Nothing will weigh you heavier in your life than the weight of sin. I've got good news for you today. That is, Jesus already carried your sin 
He carried it to the cross. And he paid the penalty. today is recognize that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus did for you on the cross what you could never ever do for yourself. If you're here today and you're burdened with sin in your life today, you're weighed down with sin and you'd like the Lord to lift that burden of sin off of your life today, if that is you today, I want you just to just lift your hand in this room today. Thank you. Someone else this morning, I, I'm weighed down with sin today and I need to get this, this weight off of me this morning. Anyone else join this one? Join this one. You lifted your hand this morning, hon. Would you come and stand right here this morning? Sandy, would you help me? This one here this morning. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord wants to lift that burden of sin from you today. Just minister to her one-on-one today. Thank you so much. Your heads are still bowed. Your eyes are still closed today. I don't know what it might be. It's not sin, but something in your life. Maybe it's not what you're doing, but it's what you're overdoing. Maybe it's something that I illustrated today. Maybe it's... Maybe it's one of the three things we talked about this morning, or maybe it's not those things, any of those things at all. Something is weighing you down today. You need the Lord today to lift the weight and the burden from you today. If that's you this morning, would you lift your hand this morning? I'm carrying a heavy weight. Thank you. God bless you and you. How many others this morning? How many others? You put your hands down. How many others? I'm carrying a heavy burden. I'm carrying a heavy weight this morning. There are things that are weighing you down today. Anyone else this morning? Everyone standing with me for just a moment this morning. Everyone standing, please. Half a dozen or more lifted their hand this morning. You're carrying a heavy weight this morning. I want you to come. And stand at the front this morning. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to believe that the Lord is going to take that weight off of you this morning. Come on, one person move, the rest of the people will move. Thank you, God bless you. Now you can come, and you can come, and you can come. And you that didn't lift your head, but you should have come, you can come this morning. And you can come, and you can come today. There's others that need to still come this morning who are waiting on you this morning. Father, I just thank you for this one that came today. Lord, that realizes that sin in in her life has weighed her down and weighs heavy upon her, upon her heart, upon her mind, her conscience. God, I pray today that she will cast this sin off. And on to you today, I pray that she will receive your forgiveness today. Wash your sin in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, Lord, that when she leaves here today, she'll feel as light as a feather today. Lord, with the sin gone. Lord, help her to understand also, even as the woman that was caught in the act of adultery, you said, I don't condemn you, but you also said, go and sin no more. So, Lord, today, not do we just say a prayer today, and then we go live the way we've always lived, but we, we put our sin on to you. We ask you to forgive us of our sin. But then we make the decision that we're not going to live in that sin anymore. We're going to 
walk away from it. Father, I pray for these four this morning. There were several others that lifted their hand. Even though they're not down here this morning, I pray for them as well. We're not leaving them out today. Lord, I don't know what it is that is burdening them. I don't know what it is that, Lord, that is weighing them out down today. But Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray today. Lord, your word says that there's something that we have to do. We have to do. The Bible says, cast your care upon the Lord. It's not that you necessarily pick up the burden off of us, but we take the burden off of ourselves and hand it over to you. And so right now, and I'm asking you four that are here this morning, I want you to think in your mind about that burden. I want you to think about that thing that is that is weighing you down today. And in your mind, I want you just to pick up that burden. Just pick up that, that, that care. And I want you to just see in your mind, see yourself taking it and taking it off of your shoulders and placing it on the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cast your care upon Him. Cast your burden on Him this morning. And then leave it there. Leave it there. Don't do like I demonstrated a while ago. Don't, don't, don't come to the altar and take your burden to the altar and then take it back with you. No, you've come to the altar. Now unburden your soul, unburden your heart. Take that way off of you this morning and place it on the altar. Place it upon Jesus today. And when you walk back to your seat in just a moment or so, leave that burden here. Leave that burden here. This afternoon when the devil starts talking to you and the devil starts telling you about your burden and tries to bring that pressure and bring that care back on you, you just point back, point back to the church and say, no, it's not on my back. I left it at the altar. I left it at the altar. I left it at the altar. Leave it there this morning. Leave it there this morning. Can we say
Pastor Steve is going to come give us more direction for the end of the service this morning. While he's coming, I understand that it's raining outside and projected to rain throughout the day. So I'm just going to ask you to use wisdom tonight. If it's raining tonight, we will not have our tailgate party, but you never know in Texas what it's going to do, so we're not going to just cancel it. But if it's raining, don't come. And uh, besides that, we do have a pavilion, but now the fields are wet and muddy, so we can't get out on those. But we can still eat and fellowship around the, uh, under the pavilion. So uh, if it's raining tonight, though, just go ahead and kick back and stay home. But if it's not, come on out. We'll have a great time of fellowship.